everybody, and welcome into a special edition of Jake's Take. I am Jake Heller. Please be joining you guys once again. It is one of my favorite times of the year. Just a couple weeks ago, the 2022 NFL schedule came out. So joining us tonight is a great friend of mine and a great supporter of this podcast that's been on here a few times, Johnny Glow from Wrestling and Whatever. How are we doing tonight, buddy? What's going on, brother? I'm doing great. Like I said, it's great to have you back on. I remember how much fun we had last year when we went through the schedule release, and I'm definitely looking forward to it again. Oh, same, dude. I, You know, it's what, 98 days? I know you know this off the top of your head. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah 98 not... days till, till, till the season starts? Yeah, till opening day. Because I know um, the Steelers, the Vikings, the Cowboys, a whole bunch of them just the other day on Twitter, they're like, you know, 100 days until opening day. <laughs> so I'm really, yep. really looking forward to it. Now, before we get into tonight's show, just a couple things I wanted to talk about. First off, today is the 78th anniversary of the invasion of D-Day, and just seeing all the tributes today all over social media, it's just absolutely astonishing what, like I said, what those, those brave men and women were able to do that day and what a pivotal point in the history of this country. So to the greatest generation ever. And to those that are still with us and those that are no longer here with us, unfortunately, all I could say is thank you from the bottom of my heart. Yes, I agree. Thank you. <laughs> and another thing before we get into tonight's show, great friend of the podcast who's been on here before and hope to have him on again soon. But uh, Josh Manley, great friend of both of ours, great friend of both of ours. Unfortunately, his father, John, passed away almost two weeks ago. So this podcast will be dedicated to the memory of John Manley, a fellow Minnesota Vikings fan, just like you, Johnny. And Skull. Like, like we've talked about before, you definitely had, had some good, good memories watching some Vikings games with him. <clears throat> As I told his son the other day, I'll never forget 2009 <laughs> NFC Championship game. I wanted to cry, and I also wanted to laugh the entire time because if anything could go wrong at that time, it did. Yeah, <laughs> but we, yeah. had, we had a blast. Well, the funny thing is, I finally got to see the coffee table a couple of weeks ago. <laughs> <laughs> and Josh was trying to figure out what exact leg it was that he kicked off of there. <laughs> I'll never forget that. <laughs> Klein Saucer's key, buddy. <laughs> always has, always will be. Yeah. So, as I said, this is dedicated to the memory of John Manley. Like I said, great. Josh is a great friend of ours, and his father will definitely be missed. So, getting into the 2022 NFL schedule, Johnny. So, Thursday night, September 8th, it's going to be here before you know it. The Thank NFL God. Off game at SoFi Stadium in Los Angeles, the Super Bowl champion, Los Angeles Rams hosting the team that everybody is thinking is right on the cusp of winning it all, the Buffalo Bills, 820 on NBC. And also a bit of a changing of the guard, Al Michaels no longer with NBC. Mike Tirico is now the play-by-play guy for this game and also Sunday Night Football. What do you think of that? I mean, I like Mike Tirico, but like I said, Al Michaels is by far my favorite play-by-play guy of all time. Uh, I think that he definitely has a few years left in the tank, obviously, since he's going to be doing the Thursday night games with Amazon. So, I, like I said, I really don't mind uh, Mike Tirico. Here's the thing. With Al Michaels... It's the same way I compare him to the the wrestling commentators, uh, Jim, Jim Ross, Jerry the King Lawler, and Tony Schiavone, and um, Bill uh, Bobby the Brain Heenan. 
Those were four guys. Those were the voices of my childhood. And it's the mm-hmm. same thing with Al Michaels and the same thing with John Madden. May he also rest in peace. Absolutely. But the voice of my childhood, buddy. For sure. I mean, I know when we've done those podcasts before with, with Josh and Timmy, I know Josh more often than not, he's mentioned Pat Summerall and rightfully so. Mm-hmm. But for, for me personally, though, Al Michaels has always been my favorite. Same. Yeah. So that, like I said, the NFL kickoff game between the Bills and the Rams. And I mean, who knows, buddy, maybe a potential Super Bowl preview right then and there. You never know. I was just thinking that. <laughs> That's great. So then we move ahead to that Sunday, opening day in the NFL, but also the 21st anniversary of 9-11. And some of the notable matchups, New Orleans Saints at Atlanta Falcons. Dennis Allen, like I said, he's now the head coach of the New Orleans Saints. Matt Ryan now gone after 14 seasons. I, I would imagine Marcus Mariota going to be starting instead of Desmond Ritter. Then also in the NFC, the NFC conference runner-ups, the San Francisco 49ers at the Chicago Bears, Matt Eberfluss, his debut. And, of course, you wonder who is going to be under center for the 49ers. Is it going to be Jimmy G or is it going to be Trey Lance? Well, I think the – the plan right now from everything I'm reading is it's full speed ahead with Trey Lance unless so I think uh, Jimmy G needs to get sol- uh, shoulder surgery if he hasn't already got it. He, he um, did. I believe he did, Johnny. I don't know if he'll be roaring and ready to go. Here's my thing. If they get – if Jimmy G leaves and goes somewhere, it's going to have to be probably right before – because training camp didn't happen yet, right? No. Just OTAs. It's going to be either before training camp. If it doesn't happen by then, I think you're going to see him stick around for one more year and he's going to be in the back. And here's, here's what I also think, Jake. I think Trey Lance has a great uh, couple games. I think he's going to have one bad game or he's going to get one game where he's going to try to make some, he's going to try to make a play and something's going to happen where he's going to be just injured, not a torn ACL or anything. And you can't predict injuries, but this is just me just going out on the, on a cusp here. Um, I think you're going to see Jimmy G come back in for a game or two. And that's all you're going to see him next year. And he's going to have a great game. He's going to have probably two great games until Trey Lance comes back. Um, and then I think you're going to see him probably leave there at the end of next year. I totally agree, Johnny. And that's the thing. I mean, when we get to who we have in the playoffs for the 2022 season later on, just because of all that uncertainty with the 49ers as far as the quarterback situation, I at the moment, I don't have them making the playoffs this year. Me neither, but I think we've all written them out every year, and oh, they yeah. somehow get back into the playoffs somehow. Every, it seems like every other year that happens. It's that defense. So, and and oh. believe it or not, that offense, but I think with Mikey McDaniel out of there, I think we're going to see a little bit of a regression. Yeah, and then also you should look at the Debo Samuel situation too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean he's not really happy, and he's back though. He's, oh yeah, he's he's uh, he he took all their stuff off Twitter, but I, he'll be he's gonna be back, and I think you're gonna see him probably get paid, probably right around the same time where Jimmy G doesn't get paid, and he's gonna be like I said, he'll be he'll be out of there. Something's gonna have to happen with Jimmy G's contract though, where they're probably gonna let him go to pay Debo. They're gonna have to. So sticking with the one o'clock games, I guess you could say the beginning of a new era for the Pittsburgh Steelers, Ben Roethlisberger retiring after 18 seasons. And personally, Johnny, I feel like at the moment, 
when they go to Cincinnati week one, the AFC champions for that matter, and the runner up in the Super Bowl. Personally, the way I see things panning out right now, and Jason Boone's going to laugh when he hears me because I was bitching about it the day that it happened. But at the moment, I see Mitch Trubisky under center for the Steelers week one. I agree. And honestly, Kenny Pickett, and ironically, today is Kenny's birthday now that I think about it. But I think that's the best case scenario. I think have Kenny learn, have Mitch start, because obviously, I mean, that, that is the best option between him and Mason Rudolph. I mean, what else? Can you yeah. Say? So have Kenny learn. And then if later on down the road, if they're struggling, if God forbid Mitch gets hurt, then I would put him in. I don't want to put him in just yet. Sort of ease him into the lineup, kind of like they did with Ben Roethlisberger in 2004 before everything happened with Tommy Maddox. Absolutely. What a name. What a oh, legend. Yeah. Oh, yeah. XFL legend for sure. So both Pennsylvania teams on the road week one, Philadelphia Eagles at the Whoa, whoa, Lions. whoa. Whoa, 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 Jake. We're not going to just skip past your Pittsburgh Steelers like that that quickly. <laughs> oh, so- no. So, Jake, I just want to throw this out there. I know you're not a fan of him right now, and you want a new coach, but I'm telling you, Mike Tomlin is, out of all the other coaches out there right now, I am biased towards Eric Bannany because there's just something about that guy that I would love for him to be the coach for my team. Granted, I'm liking O'Connell where we're at right now, and we'll see what he does with the team this year, but so far he seems like a player's coach, and he's one of the guys, and he's also played the game. But back to Pittsburgh, Tomlin is not only one of the most winningest coaches, he is, he's always had a winning record. And there's just, there's the thing that Pittsburgh has that not a lot of other teams have right now, and that's culture. He, stability. <clears throat> culture and stability. He brings something to that team that if you lose Tomlin or he leaves, uh, unless Cowher comes back or something <laughs> along those lines, I, I really honestly, I think Tomlin's going to be your coach for a long time, and I wouldn't be upset with that. He's, he's he, and granted, he's had a lot of years into the game right now as coaching. He's still, we all learn every day, and I mm-hmm. think he's going to see what he has to work with. They always have solid wide receivers, so you don't have to worry about that. Granted, you guys don't have your big names right now, but we're not going to, they're going to be big names come week four, week five, week six. That's what Pittsburgh does. They Absolutely. make, they make great coleslaw burgers, and they make great great wide receivers. So <laughs> <laughs> I think they're going to be very good, um, and I think that the running game is going to be top tier. Um, Najee Harris is going to be a top five running back when it's all said and done at the end of the year, if not top three. He'll stay healthy. You just got your quarterback, Mitch Trubisky, is not bad. I, exactly. I personally I, – you're in a good position right now in Pittsburgh – your defense, you guys are still working on defense and, and bringing the culture to that as well. I mean, everything is – it's and here's the best thing about Pittsburgh, which I would love I would love to be a fan this year, even though I'll never say that ever <laughs> again. Um, to be a fan for Pittsburgh, it's only, it's only up from here because you have a young team. You have young players everywhere, young elite players – uh, and you got TJ Watt. Hopefully he stays healthy. You have, you have a great away. dude. You have a great team and it's the thing. If you don't expect nothing and you won't be disappointed. So 
uh, here's cheers to to the to the year. Hopefully, we'll see where our teams land up. That's all I wanted to say about that because you kind of just skipped over them a little bit, buddy. <laughs> yeah. Now you know, Johnny, you bring up a lot of valid points because Mike Tomlin <clears> this <throat> year, this was going to be his 16th season as head coach of the Pittsburgh Steelers. So he has now spent more time in Pittsburgh than Bill Cowher did. And like you said, no, and I mean, yeah, I talk about it all the time. I mean, it is remarkable, no losing seasons, but no losing seasons, period, especially when you've gone through so much change and so, so much turnover. Yeah. And especially, and especially like going in, you remember going to last year. I mean, I, you know, not to brag or anything, but I knew that it was going to be Ben Roethlisberger's last year. I just had that yeah. feeling. Absolutely. So obviously, going into this offseason, I felt like, okay, you know, definitely temper my expectations just because. But honestly, I could not have think – I can't remember a better draft that they've had. They've had a lot of good drafts. But like I said, to, to get Kenny Pickett, to get George Pickens, Calvin Austin in the fourth round, I'm absolutely excited about him. I feel like that's an absolute steal, like you were saying, as far as the wide receivers are concerned. And TJ – coming off of that amazing season that he had defensive player of the year, finally, after coming so close the last few years. And you talk about the stability. I mean, from the moment Chuck Knoll came there in January, 1969, Mm -hmm. that was definitely like they flipped the switch because up until that point, they were like the lovable losers of the NFL. I mean, Chuck brought a certain culture to Pittsburgh that was lacking for 35 years. But mm-hmm. as you're alluding to, for Chuck to be there for 23 seasons, go out on his own terms, Bill Cower, 15 seasons on the job, and ultimately being able to go out on his own terms too. I mean, Mike is 50 years old, and he definitely doesn't seem like he's going to slow down anytime soon. And that's such a great point that you bring up, is they've given these guys that chance to step away when they want to instead of pushing them out the door. Right. And here's another thing too, Jake, not to mix this with any other sport, but mm-hmm. let's talk about the Boston Celtics here for a second and what they did. Last year, they were a so-so team that they got rid of their coach. He went to the front office. They got a new guy, a new guy in there that's not putting up with any BS. He's going in there. He tells the players like it is. He is a a coach that you would want to run through a wall for. Absolutely. And that's what every team needs. And I, and I know I'm not a player for the Steelers, but you know, for a fact that there's some players back there that when he talks, you listen for Tomlin and you could run through all walls right before that game starts. And that's what the thing about like about that organization, they don't change head coaches like the jets or the Jaguars. <laughs> yeah. And that there's, there's a reason for it because they have, they're a, one of the most well-respected teams in the NFL. I'm sorry, I just threw up a little bit. Um, <laughs> and they, uh, and like I said, it's just Pittsburgh is just one of those teams where they don't change their their coaches like underwear. They they go with what they have and they just keep moving forward. And if they have a off season where they couldn't go to the playoffs or make anything of it, go back to the drawing board. And I mean, you have like I said, you just, that whole organization just from top to bottom. You know, you know who you're playing for. You know the lineage that comes with the Pittsburgh Steelers. So it's it's one of those things where it's when you're going there to play. I'd imagine those players probably feel like I can't let anybody down. Oh, absolutely. I mean, it's definitely 
one of the cornerstone franchises, not just in the NFL, but really professional sports too, when you think of it. I mean, a lot of people always talk about how they're one of the golden franchises, mm-hmm. you know, and they've definitely set the bar so high and set a great example on how to run a team. And I mean, yeah, for instance, like Kevin Colbert, Kevin Colbert retiring after 22 years there. Mm-hmm. And they conducted tons and tons and tons of interviews and eventually they went with Omar Khan, who's been part of the salary cap and whatnot. But that's the thing. they He's familiar with that culture. He's been there 21 years. He knows what works and what doesn't. So, you know, anytime, anytime and, and I've, yeah, just like any, any fan with any team, there's times where I'm thinking like, oh, what the hell? But eventually in the end, I'm thinking like, man, that ended up being a great move. Yeah. It's like who? Wait, who the hell is this guy? Oh wait, he's been with our organization for over twenty years. Okay, yeah, that makes sense. And he's our GM now. Like, okay, and he was a part of financing beforehand. Okay, makes total sense. And that's really what it comes down to. GM should be all numbers. That's really what they should be. Have an idea of what the game consists of, but also be there to manage money and see who you could bring in and if they're worth bringing in. Same thing with uh, Quessy with uh, Minnesota. Big numbers guy came from Cleveland, mm-hmm. which really doesn't say much besides the fact of the players that he was able to pick up there. But yeah, he's a numbers guy and he's young. And that's the great thing about this whole organization. There's a lot of young people, um, head coach wise and Kevin O'Connell. He's still really young. Uh, who well, I mean, their defensive coordinator is Ed Donatel, I believe. And he's older. But he's you know, sometimes you need that with defensive guys. But look at Dick LeBeau. <laughs> exactly, he was like ninety, still coaching. Yeah, even I was gonna say, even those last few years with the Tennessee Titans, he took one of the worst defenses in the league and made them a top five defense, just like that. It's all you need. Exactly. So, getting back to the schedule, like I said, Philadelphia at Detroit, <laughs> New England at Miami, which has always sort of been. Bill Belichick's kryptonite, I guess you could say. And I know you were talking on the average Joe's how excited you were about Mike McDaniel becoming their head coach. Oh, yeah. He's great. Definitely. He's electric. (laughs) Baltimore Ravens at the New York Jets. And a little bit of a revenge game on opening day. Doug Peterson's Jacksonville Jaguars at the Washington Commanders and Carson Wentz. Oof. Yeah. That's going to be an utter shit show, Jake. <laughs> yeah. The, like the final score of that game will be like nine to six. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like, is this baseball? Yeah. Speaking of shit shows, the Cleveland Browns at the Carolina Panthers. <laughs> oh, man. I just saw today that Deshaun Watson has another allegation against him. 24. Up to 24. Yeah. Oh, I saw th- this was so screwed up, but it was the it was one of the Mike Tomlin parody accounts. Oh, God. And it said he Watson is now only two away from the amount of wins Ben Roethlisberger had against the Browns. <laughs> oh God, <laughs> that is so screwed up. Anyway, the last one o'clock game, Matt Ryan makes his Indianapolis Colts debut at the Houston Texans, and now we move ahead to the four twenty-five games. We have the New York Giants at the Tennessee Titans. Woo! <laughs> And then Kevin O'Connell's debut, 425 on Fox. And, hey, Greg Olson and um, what, what's the guy's name? Kevin Burkhart, the now, now the number one team on Fox. But 
the Minnesota Vikings hosting the Green Bay Packers Foxes game of the week, 425. Oof. Start the year off 0 1. <laughs> I don't know, man. Like, you got, I was going to say, I mean, you guys always seem to play Green Bay really, really tough at home. And at home, you know, yep. I'm going to. I'm going to go out on a bit of a limb here, and I'm going to say 1-0 instead. 1-0? Yeah. So here's the thing. There's one thing that scares me about Green Bay. Aaron Rodgers. That's it. Oh, yeah. Aaron Jones, they've been well-known for stopping him. He'll have some good games. Um, and then you have the, uh, the other guy there, too, as well. He was uh, pretty decent last year. Uh, man, what's his name? Uh, their their backup core or their backup running back that they had last year. I'm trying to remember his name off the top. Of Dylan. Yep, AJ Dillon. He was really good last year. They're gonna have another good one-two punch combo. Uh, though Devonte Adams though he's gone. Uh, Marquez Valdez Scantling he's gone. Yeah. Who they have left now? Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, I mean they Worth they drafted. It. Yeah, all defense in the first round. They got a wide receiver, and and I can't remember who his name was, but I, I know they were saying yeah. that. Was it Drake London or something was supposed no, to go Drake there? London, yeah, Drake London went to the Falcons. I think it yeah. was Skylar Thompson from North Dakota. <laughs> yeah, something like that. But yeah. I know that they were predicting – a lot of – everyone was predicting that uh, guy from USC to go there, and he didn't. <laughs> Excuse <Yeah>. me. <clears throat> Ooh. But, uh, yeah, I, I, I mean – We'll look at it this way. They're at home. New head coach. Uh, Dalvin Cook's healthy. Knock on wood. Knock on wood. Um, you know, Alexander Madison is healthy. Uh, we have a healthy Justin Jefferson, as long as he doesn't pull some stupid shit in the uh, preseason games. Yeah. Uh, or in training camp. Adam Thielen's always solid. And you got our returning tight end, who was, was projected to have a big year, Irv Smith Jr. I mean – I, if I was a betting man, depending on the over and the under, I probably would take Minnesota in this game only because all signs point to the all signs point to okay, this is going to win. But you can't count Aaron Rodgers out. But like you said, Jake, at home, Minnesota does play very well when they have a team against Green Bay. Um, so we'll we'll see what happens. I'm I'm looking forward to it. Uh, I'd rather it be a one o'clock game because they play really good at one o'clock games, but the four o'clock games aren't too bad either, but you put those guys in prime time and uh, mm, yeah. sometimes it doesn't work out too well, but well, unless it's against the Pittsburgh Steelers on a Thursday night and Chase Claypool wants to celebrate with less than a minute left. <laughs> yeah. I mean, Hey, I, I would have never thought that Minnesota would have won a game like that. Oh man. I remember when they were up 29, nothing and, like my head was just about to explode as you can imagine. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Curses, the curses were flying as you can imagine. Absolutely. I even, I even told, I even told Kelly at halftime. I'm like, why am I even watching this shit show basically? And I remember you texting me and you're like, you're like, bro, this is Minnesota. Nothing is safe. <laughs> yeah. There's two seconds left on the clock. Hell, one second. Yeah. You never know. Especially you got Big Ben there. He's still trying to play out throughout the year. Yeah. I I never would have thought that game would have been like that. Not in my wildest dreams. I, I would have been like, all right, yeah, this is over. Yeah. 
Yeah, she already went to she already went to bed, and here I was watching everything unfolding, and I'm thinking, I'm thinking like, holy crap! Like they could possibly go into overtime, and then Chase Claypool had to be Chase Claypool. <laughs> he does what he does best, right? Oh, dude. So, anyway, getting back to 425, Kansas City Chiefs at the Arizona Cardinals, but without DeAndre Hopkins. Ooh. Oh, yeah, yeah, PEDs. Yeah, six-game suspension. And then a game that I'm really, really looking forward to, 425. I wonder if this is going to be the Romo and Nance game. The Raiders at the Chargers. Couple of years ago, we would have been saying what a snooze fest. <laughs> but I mean, Las Vegas is all in. Los Angeles is all in for sure. They're like, hey, we want to bring a Super Bowl to back here, but for our team, um, man, I'm telling you, the, the Chargers, they 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 got all the pieces together. They got a great head coach. They they got it all right now, man. It, as long as they could keep it together, and that and that's another thing that. I, I I cannot tell you, Jake, how many, not podcasts, but just shows in general where like ESPN and all this other stuff where these guys are talking about their teams and specifically the Chargers. They're, even some of the players said this, and I don't know if their organization really liked it, but a lot of them said how the one thing that our team is missing, even though our players are here and we're trying to build it, is like I said about uh, Pittsburgh. They're missing some sort of a culture there, some sort of a – you know, you're responsible, do yeah. your job, like a Bill Belichick in the room. Oh, yeah. That's what they're missing. Granted, their coach is great, but it's it's one of those things where it's like, okay, uh, we're, we're, we're up by 14 points. Don't push – you know, don't lay off the pedal. Well, keep, keep it going. That's, that was another Steelers game that I thought of. I mean, they were blowing the Steelers out. They were up by 20 or so. Mm-hmm. They take their foot off the gas, and the Steelers all, almost pulled it off. I think they lost. It was like 41 to 37, the Steelers mm-hmm. did. It was like and, a four-point I mean, game. You, you talk about the Raiders. That was a phenomenal game. You talk about the Raiders and the Chargers, and you talk about their head coach, and I believe in Brandon Staley, and I'm mm-hmm. thankful that he did it. But at the same time, undoubtedly one of the most boneheaded timeouts in NFL history, you were going to get into the playoffs. Yep. <laughs> but thank God. I mean, well, more than anything, I was just ready to get to bed at that point. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that was a late 12, game. 1230 in the morning. Talk about a range of emotions for 12 hours straight. Imagine being a Chargers or a Raiders fan that day. Well, Kyle Williams. <laughs> I wonder what he was thinking. Oh, uh, yeah. I'll, I'll have to go back and look because, I mean, he, like I said, the, the older we get, man, the harder it is to stay up that late, you know? I hear you. Yeah. So, to cap it all off, then, Sunday Night Football, Joshua Manley's Dallas Cowboys hosting Tom Brady and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, now with Todd Bowles at head coach. That's going to be a barn burner for sure. And then, Monday Night Football, September 12th, 8.15 on ESPN. Russell Wilson in Seattle, but this time as a Denver Bronco. <laughs> Broncos, let's ride. <laughs> yeah. Which is kind of funny because I was watching South Park this morning as I was getting ready for work. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's such a good show. I don't care oh, what anybody no. says. I love South Park. Yeah. <laughs> I just love how they just don't care. Yeah. <laughs> 25 years later, they're still on, man. It's a blessing. Yeah. So now week two, 
Thursday Night Football, September 15th. The first game on Amazon on Prime Video, now the exclusive home of Thursday Night Football. The Chargers at the Kansas City Chiefs. You know that is always another game that goes down to the wire. And we're going to have Al Michaels and Kirk Herbstreet with the call. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm excited about that, man. So, other notables for week two. The Steelers hosting the Patriots, as you're talking about. I mean, two of the two of the two of the best head coaches in the NFL. And I mean, what else can you say about Bill Belichick? He's the man. Oh yeah, and he's got something up his sleeve this year. <laughs> and also looking at some other notables that we have for four twenty five, the Bengals at the Cowboys. That should and be a good game. That's, I was going to say, that's definitely the Romo and Nance game for that week. You have the Cardinals at the Raiders. I know Kyle said that he's especially fired up for that game. And, like, Sunday Night Football, I get the, the history behind it, but the Bears and the Packers, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know, man. That's I mean, like, the game last year was phenomenal. The, the Sunday night game at Lambeau, and then the second half, it was just a total blowout. As it always is. <laughs> yeah. Now, Monday night, September 19th, you, Sean Rosansky, Jason Boone, all you guys, Monday night doubleheader for that matter. Whew. So, 7.15, the Tennessee Titans at the Buffalo Bills. And then at 8.30, the game where you became a fan 25 <laughs> years ago. I still remember you telling me about it. Jesus. Minnesota- the Minnesota Vikings <laughs> at the Philadelphia Eagles. Yeah, that's that's <laughs> I that's gonna be a game, man. That's uh, let me tell you, I the funny thing I'm looking at these at these games now, Jake, and I'm seeing that mat those two matchups. It's funny around that time. I'm want to say around this time I'm going to be down the beach that weekend. Yeah, I know that's and, usually when you and Rachel go because and yep, it's the sec. It's what the third week or something. That's week two, so that's let me. Well, the third week of, of September, about two weeks after your anniversary. Mm-hmm. Yeah. God damn. <laughs> um, here's the thing. The funny thing is that on this trip, Jake, mm-hmm. no one's a Phillies fan, no one's a Philadelphia Eagles fan, but there's a Buffalo Bills fan on on our trip, and then there's a Minnesota Vikings fan. On oh, our trip. nice. <laughs> so we're gonna be fighting over that TV. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. Seven fifteen, eight thirty. Yep. That's funny. Yeah. I uh, uh that's that's a game that I'm actually this is going to be such a great week for football. The thing about week 2 is going in uh we'll be driving from since like 4 4:35 a.m. Yeah. to to get down to the beach that day. That's uh it, by the time we get into the actual state, I think that's cuz if I aim this up every year when I go, it's right around the time when the 1 o'clock games start. Nice. So I'll be able to watch some of those, but I know for a fact the one game that you didn't talk about, which I think is going to be probably arguably one of the games of the week, is going to be because of just all the additions, including coaches and players, uh, is going to be that Miami-Baltimore game. Oh, yeah, of course. <coughs> That's going to be a good game. And let's not forget when Miami beat the Ravens last year on Thursday Night Football, Baltimore season pretty much fell right off the cliff after that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. It stinks because imagine winning as much as they did, and 
up until Lamar couldn't play and he was out. Mm-hmm. And, they were well on their way to a playoff spot. Oh, 100%. They were a different team. I, I, I like – I know you're a Baltimore fan. Or you're not a Baltimore fan. You're. I respect them, though. I have a lot you of You respect them. <clears throat> Lamar Jackson is a different type of player. A different type of player that is still learning, but he is so elite and dynamic out there on that field where you don't know if he's going to throw. You don't know if he's going to run. And when people thought, oh, all this guy could do is run as he's a running back, then he throws for an insane amount of touchdowns. He is a a great player who's going to get paid a lot of money wherever he's at. And I I personally think that if he stayed last year, I think they'd be in the playoffs probably a little bit further. But Baltimore is definitely not a team to sleep on. I respect Never. Baltimore and Lamar Jackson. I'm sorry. I You respect them as much as I probably respect Aaron Rodgers and Green Bay. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I, you have to have some sort of a dislike for them because they're your enemy, because of the team you follow. But you have to respect them about how good they are. And, and I John think, Harbaugh, too. I love John Harbaugh, dude. Yeah. <laughs> I thought Minnesota was getting his brother. Oh, I really yeah. thought he was. But I I, I'm texting you. And I thought he was, and then I think what had happened is Minnesota said no thanks. Like, they legit said no thanks. Like, it was all through the tabloids that Jim was the one saying, no, nah, I'm good. But it was actually the other way around, which, I don't know, maybe they didn't want everything else to come along with it, the publicity. Yeah. Um, you know, as a young team, we don't want that because that's – you don't want that. But good they got who they got, and let's see what happens. Yeah, I was going to say the, the Sean McVay tree when you think of it, you know. I, like it's a everyone, new Andy Reid tree. <laughs> yeah, I mean, everyone always talks about, like, Belichick has never really had a coaching tree. But, man, no. Sean, McVay, Sean McVay is only three years older than us and already it's insane. Like, a Super Bowl champion. I think he's already won, I think it's like 55 regular season games. Mm-hmm. Like they said, he, and I mean, he's well on pace. And, and the thing is, he said that he doesn't know how long he's going to do it, but if he sticks with this for a long time, that he, he's already ahead of Belichick pace-wise. Well, let's pump the brakes. He might still be coaching when Sean's thinking about retiring. Yeah. Well, here's Bill the thing, is, though. Yeah, oh, I'm sorry. sorry. I was going to say, here's the thing, too. I um, Watching Sean McVay, I, I watched an interview of his, and, and here's another reason why I think to have Sean McVay as your coach is really – a great thing. And for any franchise that has him, he literally, I don't know. I think he's married. He might be. He, he got married no, this weekend. Oh, awesome. He has no kids. And I remember him saying in his interview, he doesn't plan on having any just yet. Unless it happens, it happens. But he says when he wakes up, all he thinks about is football. When he goes to sleep, all he thinks about is football. He is constantly. And you know, there's not a lot of coaches like that. Cause a lot of coaches have families and they go and do their thing. You want a guy like this that's just completely committed to to this, and and he's also a very smart guy. So it's one of those things where it would be if you had the opportunity to get Sean McVay on your team, you'd be crazy not to take him. Exactly, he is the only guy. I mean, he can name every single player on a roster. Yep, even like a third stringer or someone on the practice squad. He knows every single thing about him. It is absolutely remarkable. He's like you. Yeah. (laughs) Jake, no, nowhere to lie. He's like you because when he, someone asked him, he's like, Hey, do you, and then somebody had said something to him like, Hey, do you remember this? He's like, Oh yeah, I remember it was that. There was 10 minutes left on the clock and we were on the 20 yard line. They pulled the video and it was literally the same thing. Like he saw somebody. He's like, you know, I have a bone to pick with you. And they're laughing. They're like, what are you talking about? 
you remember this time on this day, this game, it was the third quarter. You pumped, you, you did something where you pushed them in the back. It was like a every game. It's insane. Yeah. Even with the 2012 Redskins, when he was an assistant, he could still remember plays that he called. <laughs> Absolutely. Can you imagine having the opportunity to pick him up as your coach in Washington and not heart, getting him? <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <clears throat> that that defines Washington right then and there. <laughs> yep. Could happen so, to a better organization. <laughs> so week three, Thursday night football. Obviously, this brings back a lot of memories from a couple of years ago. The Pittsburgh Steelers at the Cleveland Browns. Nothing else needs to be said there. Enough said. <laughs> yeah, enough said. Then moving ahead to Sunday, the Raiders at the Titans. You've got the Chiefs at the Colts, the Bills at the Dolphins. You guys are playing Detroit, hosting Detroit. Baltimore at New England. There's a lot of good 1 o'clock games week three. And here's the thing, Jake. Uh, Detroit, I don't think they're going to be the same team they were last year. Uh, something's got to give with that team. They got a lot of pieces they're putting together there. They're always close, man. DC's a great coach. He brings a lot of energy to the team. He, he it's, it's like playing for your dad. Like yeah. he, he's just he gives off that vibe, and he's he's also he's like Nanakokian. Like you oh, could yeah. see you could see him down at, down at Bonks or Tommy Boys years ago having a couple pints like oh, this is yeah. the type of guy that he is that like you know as they're in our division but i if detroit beats minnesota this game it'll be on minnesota's fault only at home hopefully everyone's healthy still by week three and we'll see what happens i don't think detroit's a team to sleep on this year though especially within the division well hell look at us we tied them <laughs> Oh, God. I got quite the story there. Kelly and I, we were at a birthday party that day for her grandson, Joey, and I'm watching the game on my phone, and I'm having to do everything in my power, not spewing F-bombs around these kids. <laughs> like eight or nine years old. Jake, you're not invited anymore. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I remember at one point, I remember at one point, um, she came by and she's like, how's it going? I'm like, they just tied against the freaking Lions. <laughs> oh, boy. I was so pissed that day. I was having to do everything in my power, and that's a curse. <laughs> Good times, man. And then, also 1 o'clock that day, uh, week three, Carson Wentz against the Philadelphia Eagles at FedEx Field. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> Can't wait to see that one. Oh, I know. So 425 on Fox, we got Tampa Bay and Green Bay. Sunday night, Russell Wilson and the Broncos against the 49ers. I mean, depending on quarterback situation there. And then Monday night, you got the Cowboys at the Giants. Always a good, always a good game to watch. Oh, absolutely. You know who's gonna have a good year this year? Saquon. Oh yeah. He's he's due for one for sure. He is. Stay healthy. That guy's gonna be electric. And, and I'll, I'll throw it out there right now. If he's still on the board by pick two, or I'm sorry, by uh, round two, round three, I'm, I'll take a, I'll go out on a limb and pick him up. Absolutely. I love the hire of Brian Dable. Mm-hmm. Another love, great coach. Yeah, I loved what he did in Buffalo. That's <laughs> another one I, I wish that Pittsburgh could have gotten. And yeah. I, was say, I mean, well, especially some of the 
some of the crappy offensive coordinators they've had the last few years. You know, I would have given anything for him to be in Pittsburgh. But I think, I mean, the Giants still have a long way to go, but I definitely feel great about that hire right there. Yeah. I It's another guy that's going to bring a lot of, you know, stability to the team and also a lot of cultures. He seems like one of those types of guys. Mm-hmm. He's like well, you said, he came from Buffalo and just that's how crazy, how, how far Buffalo's come. And I'm, I'm happy for Buffalo. Oh, me too. How could you not be? I mean, they're, they are one of the most diehard, one of the most passionate, one of the most loyal fan bases in the world. I mean, especially after those heartbreaks in the 1990s and then an 18 year playoff drought from 1999 to 2017, they're right there, man. I'm telling you. I agree. They're right there. I would love to see them get a Super Bowl. I really would. So, week four, Thursday night, Miami at Cincinnati. And then Sunday, October 2nd, you're going to have to be getting up a little early, man. 9.30 <laughs> in the morning Eastern time, the Vikings at the Saints over in London. You know what? The hell with it. I'm going to go to that game. No, I'd love to. I'd love to. I've always wanted to go to London. Um, yeah, that's uh, that's going to be a a crazy week, to be honest with you. I, I think – I don't know if jet lag will have anything to do with it, but I, I know New Orleans right now, they're, they're kind of rebuilding within oh, yeah. their coaching staff. I mean, we'll just see what happens. Let's see where Kamara's at at that time. Let's see if, if Jameis is still there. Hell, man. Who knows? Drew Brees might come back and play. Yeah. I mean, it sounds he, like he's one and done at NBC. Yeah. Well, we got Tom Brady coming in there for all that money. Oh, he, yeah. <laughs> here's the thing, though, too. I mean, Drew Brees even said that. I think he said it on Twitter. He's like, I don't know what my, my future consists of. It could be this, could be that, could, could coach my, could, could coach my son's team or coach a football team, could play football for the Saints again. I'm yeah. like, wait a minute. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'd be okay with that. Oh, me I too. like Drew Brees. I respect the hell out of Drew Brees. Matter of fact, he, they wanted him to come back for the Monday night game Christmas weekend against the Dolphins because they had so many people out with COVID. But he's like, no, no, thanks. Yeah, I'm good. I've yeah. already tarnished my legacy. <laughs> yeah. My last season I played. Oh, yeah. That was, that was sad to watch that last game. You mm-hmm. knew that his arm was shot. Oh, yeah. Other notables for week one, obviously, rivalry-wise, you got the Cowboys and Washington. I don't know. Still, to me, it's always going to be the Redskins. (laughs) Absolutely. You got the Titans at the Colts, obviously. I mean, let's face it, the only – really, those two are so far ahead of the Jags and the Texans. Oh, yeah. But then again, Jake, we don't know. Come week one, week two, they could regress and – who knows? Jacksonville might be the team to beat. Yeah, you never know. And Davis Mills did a respectable job. I've always liked Levy Smith. So, I mean, like they say, any given Sunday. And speaking speaking of Doug Peterson, he makes his return to Philadelphia that weekend. Yep. Mm-hmm. And the Steelers, they have – and I love Robert Sala. Don't get me wrong. But, I mean, like we were talking about earlier, this is a potential trap game. And that's really the only knock I have on Mike Tomlin is he, it seems like once or twice a year, he always loses to an inferior team and they got the jets that week. Here's the thing. When you say inferior, um, man, I'll tell you the jets, they, another team, they're constantly rebuilding. But I, I think this year, I think you're going to see their quarterback, Zach 
Wilson. I think you're going to see, yeah, you're going to see him. He's going to probably do a little bit better this year. I think he'll be a solid, like if we're talking fantasy wise, he's going to be a solid guy to have on your team that if you decide to draft your whole team, running backs, wide receivers, tight ends, backup running backs, backup, uh, whatever you have Zach Wilson as your fantasy football quarterback. I think he's going to get you some points. He, I think he's he's beefed up from what I've read. He's uh, it's his second year in. What a great coach to play for! Oh, I and love Salah. they added players to the team offensively, and they got great running backs there as well. I love Michael Michael Carter last year. He yeah. was fantastic. So it's just one of those things where it's like, where where do we go from here? The only way to go is up, and I think that's what New York's going to do next year. Yeah, or this year, Gardner. I should say. Sauce mm-hmm. Gardner and Garrett Wilson. I was really, really excited with those picks, man. They nailed their draft. A hundred percent. Let's yeah. just hope that they use it right. But with that coach, I think I was, they will. I was going to say both the New York teams for that matter, really, really did their homework in this draft. They really did with as piss poor as some of the offensive players were besides wide receivers. Mm-hmm. They did what they could. Yeah. And here's another thing, Jake. I didn't, I didn't throw this out there yet. And I'm not being biased or a homer here, but <laughs> I think – Buffalo is going to have a great running core this year with James Cook there. That mm-hmm. Cook bloodline, man, they know how to run. I totally agree. I, I was going to bring that up at some point or another because they, they're actually playing against each other November 13th, Minnesota yes, they are. Buffalo. And a matter of fact, not, not to get too far ahead, but November 13th, myself and Kelly will be in Pittsburgh for the Steelers and the Saints. Is that her team? Well, you know, well, she's she's slowly getting into the NFL, I guess you could say. The funny <laughs> story about how, how we came up on this game, I wanted to go to the Raiders game again this year. Mm-hmm. You know, like me and Kyle, we were talking about, like, let's do it again. And then it fell on Christmas Eve. Oh, yeah, you can. And, <laughs> and that's the thing. I mean, obviously, with Kyle, having, Kyle and Megan having two children – with it being Christmas Eve, and then also Kelly's daughter, Kate, her birthday's on Christmas Eve. We're like, yeah, definitely, definitely not not the best time. And especially, it's a Saturday night game. It's 8.15. I mean, man. Oh, yeah. That's that's prime family time. <laughs> yeah, you know? Like, getting home at, what, 4 or 5 in the morning? No, man, it's not worth it. Just, just watch it on TV, you know? Watch it on yeah. TV, get drunk around your family, and enjoy it. <laughs> <laughs> Woo! <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, but the funny thing is, when we were watching the draft, and she watched a lot of the draft with me, like Thursday, Friday, and Saturday, and Smoke Monday, as I'm sure you remember hearing about him. <laughs> oh yeah, Smoke Monday. She just got such a kick out of out of Smoke Monday, the fact that he was a draft prospect. And Saturday evening, as we were watching like the last couple picks, <laughs> Kelly was joking. She's like, she's like, it would be an absolute crime if nobody drafted Smoke Monday, <laughs> and nobody did. And then oh, wow. a, couple, a couple hours later, a couple hours later, we're at home and we're relaxing, and I'm like, hey, the Saints just signed <laughs> Smoke Monday. <laughs> so that's I was gonna say. So that was sort of the reasoning behind it, because a lot of the a lot of the games that Pittsburgh has at home this year, you know, like the Patriots, the Ravens, the Raiders, the Buccaneers on my birthday. I mean, dude, the, the cheapest ticket for that Buccaneers game 
granted, I understand it's Tom Brady, but the cheapest ticket is $165 for a nosebleed. Ooh, I was actually, I actually may be going to that game too, but now hearing that from you, I might, I might contemplate not going. Yeah. So honestly, like when I looked at all the home games they had and they have the Saints and I'm thinking like, obviously like I was going to say, I figured this, this isn't bad at all. And I was going to say like ticket wise and where we're sitting at, it's like one of the lower sections. Man, I'm we're both really, really excited about it. That's awesome. I hope you guys have a good time. Yeah, thank you. I, I hope the I hope the weather is going to be nice because that's pretty much the same weekend when it was the Steelers and the Lions game, and, and it poured like crazy. You know. Yeah, and it, when I went down there to see Minnesota and uh, Pittsburgh play a couple of years back, it yeah. was beautiful out there, absolutely well, gorgeous. So I hopefully it stays that way for you. Yeah, I hope so too. Because, well, that weekend, that was the same weekend that Kyle and I went last year. It was week two of the NFL because, as we know, the Steelers are always on the road week one with, you know, sharing the same parking lots with the Pittsburgh Pirates and whatnot. So, yeah, I mean, it was in the 80s. It was sunny. It was perfect out. And I figured maybe November because, I mean, let's face it, by the time December rolls around, it's just brutal. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Like, if I would have gone to that game, yeah. A Saturday night Christmas Eve game, and it would be like about ten degrees outside. Totally worth it. Merry Christmas. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Merry Christmas. See you guys tomorrow. I'm going to Pittsburgh. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. But um, Buffalo at Baltimore, New England at Green Bay, Broncos at Raiders, and then Sunday night a rematch of Super Bowl Fifty Five, Kansas City at Tampa. Then to finish off Week Four, you have the Rams at the 49ers and as great as Sean McVay is playing in or going to Santa Clara that's always been his kryptonite really has been though oh yeah Mm -hmm. so moving ahead to week five you got the Colts at the Broncos another London game with the Packers and the Giants and then you'll love this man October 9th the Pittsburgh Steelers at the Buffalo Bills and um, I was going to say, man, that is definitely a game that I'm really, really looking forward to and a game that shocked me, absolutely shocked me last year when they beat them in Buffalo on opening day. I'll never forget it. I thought Buffalo had that game won. Oh, especially when they were up 10 nothing in the first half. I remember thinking for a split second, like, this is going to be a blowout. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You guys have the Bears. <laughs> oh, man. At home. <laughs> I At bear home. down. Bear down. That's one team I could just – I can't stand Chicago. There's nothing good that ever comes out of Chicago besides – I like the fridge. He was cool. And McMahon. Hey, don't forget Al Bundy. Yeah. Uh, Come on, Jake. (laughs) Don't make me like them. No, I know. I just – I respect Green Bay. I like Al Bundy, and I feel bad for the Lions. (laughs) Yeah. God damn it. <laughs> yes, right, had to say that. that. How about this? I'm just a Polkai fan. <laughs> yeah. Polkai number 33. Four touchdowns in one game. Oh, man. The GOAT. He is. <laughs> so, 425 on Fox. You got the Cowboys at the Rams. You got the Eagles at the Cardinals. Sunday Night Football, you got the Ravens and the Bengals. I mean, Ooh. yeah. If everyone's healthy, that should be a, a 
that's going to be a bloodbath right there. Primetime awesome game. Oh, yeah. I and just keep – Oh, I'm sorry. I was going to say, I keep forgetting Hollywood Brown's not there anymore now. He's with Arizona. Well, yeah, Arizona. That shocked me for sure. Me too. That shocked me. And then even A.J. Brown to the Eagles. Yeah. Yeah. But Sean said, honestly, he wasn't too surprised by it, to tell you the truth. One of them were going somewhere between – I know A.J. Brown and Debo are super tight. And they were all mm-hmm. over social media talking, so you knew one of them was going somewhere. But, man, yeah. A.J. Brown to Philadelphia, I guess kind of makes sense. Him and uh, Jalen are boys, so. Yeah. And then Monday night <laughs> to round out week five, Derek Carr's prep tonight and the team that Kyle Williams despises the most, the Raiders at the Chiefs. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Derek Carr has always sort of struggled at Arrowhead. Should be a good game, though. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm, and he said, Kyle said that he was actually really, really happy that they got Josh McDaniels and also uh, Dave Zegler from New England. Bring in that, bring in a different <coughs> because, like, th- that's the thing. Like, the Raiders, you talk about instability, you know? Mm-hmm. I mean, man, they've had it. What, what was the one stretch? They had like 10 coaches in nine years or something like that. Insane. So, bring someone in and bring, and I mean, what better culture to bring in than the Patriot way? You know. well, let's just hope that Josh McDaniels is a little bit better in Las Vegas than he did when he went to the uh, Denver. Oh, because yeah. here's the thing about the Bill Belichick tree as well, is that Bill Belichick runs that son of a bitch up there. Oh, yeah. And as much as it's great to have a, an offensive coordinator there, this, that, the other thing, if you don't – here's the thing about the great thing about Sean McVay and the great thing about Bill Belichick. Bill Belichick, his – resume speaks for itself and what he's done with teams and what he's done to bring them when he's just specifically work with teams coaches wise he hasn't from what i've seen that you you haven't seen him actually work with these with these coaches it would always be his way he would never really take anyone else's and i know mcveigh from what i've read too is he runs the show there too but he always takes people's consideration if it sounds good and it implement and it's what could be implemented with the gameplay, then they usually roll with it from what I've seen and what I've read. But it we'll see. I, I hope he does well. Josh McDaniels oh, seems like a great coach. He definitely does. And I feel like you learn a lot from the first time and it helps you the second time. I mean, Belichick himself, you know, he learned he had to learn a lot of hard lessons in Cleveland that first time around as a head coach and it made him better for when he went to the Patriots and even Pete Carroll. I mean, look at how many times he failed, whether it was the Jets or the Patriots. You get away from the NFL, you go to USC, you win a couple championships. And what he was able to do over the past, you know, 10, 11 years when, when he had Russell, it was absolutely phenomenal. So you definitely, you definitely learn a lot. You hope to learn a lot from the mistakes he made the first time around so you could do better the second time around. And I feel mm-hmm. like, I have a good, good feeling, and it's not just because I like the Raiders, but I have a good feeling about that team this year. They all signs point up for them. I mean, if they do what they need to do defensively and get everything rolling on offense, especially with Carr and you know Adams, they were old teammates and they're buddies. So I mean, let's hope it works out for them. Absolutely. And the other interesting thing, real quick, is they declined the fifth-year option for Josh Jacobs. Uh I hate to say like, this. Running Kyle backs, said it though. He's 
he has trouble staying healthy. He does. And the other thing, too, is in the next draft class, I believe there's a lot of good running backs still available. Yeah. So, I mean, I don't want to say running backs are a diamond dozen because they're really not if you get a good elite one. But, man, can you imagine somebody like Derrick Henry on that team? Like if they could get a player like him or a player like uh, Jonathan Taylor. And I said this, dude. I said this when he got – when we were talking about the draft a couple of years ago. Jonathan Taylor got drafted. I said – and I don't know if anyone listened to me. But I said this guy – he played with Wisconsin, I believe. Yeah. I watched him absolutely maul people. And he wasn't a top 10 pick, I don't think. I think he was like a, a top five running back. I said, this guy is going, just from watching him run and just seeing how he just runs, like runs through the pot, or runs through, sees holes differently. I said, this guy is going to be an elite running back. He's going to be like, I want, I would love Minnesota to just pick him up and then have him and drop Madison or float him off somewhere and have it be, can you imagine Taylor and Cook? Oh my God, wow. but. When he got drafted, I was like, that's going to be a good pickup for Indy. I didn't get to draft him in, my, in, our fan, in any of our fantasy leagues, but I really wanted because I knew he was going to do fantastic. And here he is, overall number one. <laughs> overall number one indeed, buddy. <laughs> now, my birthday weekend is week six. And uh, Thursday night, it's Washington at Chicago. So, yeah, you know, <laughs> Nothing really too appealing there. I mean, snooze fest. Oh, yeah. Now, October 16th, my birthday. You guys go to Miami. That should be an okay game. I think I'm really excited about that game. We'll see what Minnesota's defense is made of. Let's see if Lewis Seen was worth the pick, and let's see if we could get uh, Mr. Bates in the back there, too. Or, no, I'm sorry, Andrew Booth. See if we could get him up there covering, doubling on Tyreek Hill. Yeah. Tyreek Hill is a problem. I think he's going to do great in Miami. I think so, too. So, as I said, the Steelers hosting Tom Brady and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And basically, if you want to go to that game, you might as well start a GoFundMe. <laughs> I might have to. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> now... 425 on CBS. This is by far the best game of the weekend. Buffalo at Kansas City. Ooh, the revenge game. The revenge game indeed. And I'll tell you, this past season, that might have been the best season as far as NFL playoffs are concerned. Jake, you know what? Five five years ago, would we be sitting here saying this about Buffalo and Kansas City? Hell no. It's insane how far they've come. And I'm happy for them. Like, Me too. It's they, they both were so-so for so long. They get new head coaches. They see how that process works out. Next thing you know, one's a Super Bowl team, and the other one's a Super Bowl contending team. Uh, and yeah. it's great TV. I yeah. love it. Yeah, and two years ago, they were both in the AFC Championship. After yeah. all those years of Brady versus Manning or the Steelers being in it. you And that's the thing. I mean, this is the future of the NFL with Josh Allen and Patrick Mahomes. I mean, it makes for great storylines and great TV. Absolutely. You got to – I'm happy for the Bills that they got their quarterback that they've always wanted. And I, I really hope – now, I want Minnesota to get their Super Bowl first. 
But Minnesota and Buffalo have been almost at the same amount of Super Bowls, if not the same. And they've always lost. So I'll be rooting for Buffalo if they get out there. That's for sure. Yeah. And that's a heart-wrenching thing to think about, to lose to some historic teams when you think of it. I mean, unfortunately, like I said, and that's the the ironic thing for, for you guys is the first was to Kansas City. And then, of course, the Miami somewhat dynasty, I guess you could say, when they went back-to-back. And then the Steelers for a Super Bowl, and then, of course, the Raiders for a Super Bowl. Like, that has to sting, like, going up against so many teams that mm-hmm. were vying for their first Super Bowl, too. True. Yeah, and then for the for the Bills, I mean, to make it four years in a row, and, you know, Giants one year with the, the probably one of the most heart-wrenching losses ever wide right. Washington sort of took care of them a little bit, but like I said, those Cowboys teams in the early 90s, man, good God. <laughs> Couldn't beat them. No, could not beat them. And speaking of the Cowboys, Sunday night, <laughs> they will be traveling to the place and the team that Josh Manley despises the most. <laughs> you gotta love it. <laughs> as, as he said, I remember that one mock draft that we did, and he's like, up next, that scummy team from Philadelphia. <laughs> I love it. Philadelphia. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then around out week six, we have the Broncos at the Chargers. Could be a good game. Oh, absolutely. And especially the fact that it's in L.A. instead of Denver, because when it's in Denver, Denver sort of dominates against the Chargers there. Oh, yeah. It's been proven, too. Yeah. Now, week seven on Thursday night, DeAndre Hopkins will finally make his return against the Saints. And then... Oh, fitting. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. How about that? And then on Sunday, we've got the Colts at the Titans once again. And we have Green Bay at Washington. Cleveland at Baltimore. Like I said, these division games, you never know. And then a rematch of the Super Bowl from a couple of years ago, Kansas City and San Francisco. Yes. And I'll tell you what, if this would have been one week earlier, this would have been perfect for me. So October 23rd, the NASCAR Cup Series will be racing at Miami. I think it starts at about like 2.30, 3 o'clock, somewhere around there. So they're racing in Miami, and it is the, let's see here, Martinsville is the week after that, and then Phoenix is two weeks later of the championship race. So they're racing in Miami, huge, huge playoff race. Then later that night, 8.20 on NBC, the Steelers at the Dolphins. Damn. <laughs> yeah. Man, that would have been one hell of a trip. <laughs> Absolutely. Can you imagine? Oh, man. I've... Miami's going to be one of the next places I go to as well. Mm-hmm. You, you got you to gotta love that, that area down there and in oh, regards yeah. to, like, the sports area, I should say. Yeah. Well, I remember it was two years ago, ever since Dale Jr. retired, he does one Xfinity race every single year. He has a sponsorship deal with Hellman's, and in order for them to sponsor other cars at Junior Motorsports, he does one race a year for them. And also, I mean, he, he still likes to get behind the wheel every once in a while. But for 2020, he picked Miami as his race that year. And I remember Sean was like, let's go. Let's go. He's like, we should go down there. And then right about the time that he said, let's go down there, that's when everything got shut down. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. Perfect timing. Oh, yeah. 
because that race was going to be like in late March. Everything gets shut down, and then they ran it in like the middle of June when it was like 120 degrees down there. And nobody, Jesus, nobody go for that race. <laughs> yeah. And then a Monday night snoozer with Chicago and New England, and that is your bye week is week seven. Thank God. Yeah. Hopefully we're not on seven by then. Oh man, I, I doubt you'll be on seven by then. <laughs> I doubt it. Maybe two and five. <laughs> what start two and zero oh and then lose five in a row? Dude, if they could just do a little bit better on defense this year and just you're not going to stop offenses like stop stop offenses anymore. It's not like that. And I don't think Minnesota's still going to do that. I still think they're going to let people back into the games. But, man, if they could get those new rookie guys out there, get them money hungry and try to get them to do something, I think they may be in good hands. Definitely. Now moving ahead to week eight, Thursday Night Football, you got Tampa hosting Baltimore. And let's face it, it's Tampa – but Tom Brady, if there's one team that he somewhat struggled against in his career, the Dolphins are one of them. But honestly, the Ravens are another one. Mm-hmm. They've always put up a fight against them. Especially back in the old days. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, some of, the, some of the most embarrassing playoff losses of his career. I remember 9 in the wild card round. I mean, they manhandled him in that game. And then the 2012 AFC Championship, when they put up that <laughs> – when they put up that thing in town, like, oh, come to Ray Lewis's retirement party. I'm thinking, well, <laughs> you sort of jinxed yourself there. And the thing, too, is I remember I actually just read online, too, where they had um, they had somebody – let me take a look here. Yeah, so somebody asked Tom Brady who's his, who did he hate playing against the most, and he said Ed Reed. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, those two have always had a lot, a lot of respect for each other. And I remember – when they did a football life on Bill Belichick, and it was that entire 2009 season, there was a clip in there where Tom is in Bill's office, and they were talking about Ed Reed for like a good five, six minutes on how to game. So to finish off week eight, as I said, the Carson Wentz revenge tour as the Washington Commanders will be traveling to Indianapolis. Man, it almost sounds like Carson wore out his welcome mat pretty, pretty quickly in Indianapolis, didn't he, Johnny? He really did. Yeah, they they hated him. <laughs> yeah, especially when everyone's saying, oh, you know, he just needs a fresh start. He's going to reunite with Frank Reich. And then you hear all these things. And a lot of players on the Colts, they were throwing a little bit of shade at him, too, when they were talking about how beautiful of a pass Matt Ryan throws, you know. Oh, God, yeah. Night and day. Absolutely so, night and day quarterbacks. So Sunday Night Football for Week 8, like I said, maybe, just maybe, this might be a preview of the Super Bowl with the Buffalo Bills hosting the Green Bay Packers. hmm Yeah. So, man, and that's about the first half of the NFL season. So moving ahead to Week 9, Steelers, that's their bye week. And you guys, I was going to say, talking about Carson Wentz and everything, you guys will be traveling to Washington Week 9. Go Vikes. Go Vikes. Skull. <laughs> <laughs> so then, week 10. Now, I know like we'll focus a little more on our teams and everything, but I can't shy away from this. Week 10, 9.30 in the morning, NFL Network, the first NFL game in Munich, Germany, as the Tampa Bay Buccaneers host the Seattle Seahawks. That should be a, probably a very horrible game. It's yeah. probably going to be very one-sided. 
Oh yeah. But uh, that's awesome for them, though. I'm, I'm glad to see it's the NFL's branching out. I think it's going to branch out all over. Yeah, definitely, buddy. I, I mean, I'm a quarter German myself, but Germany has always been a very, very passionate country when it comes to sports. Now, it's a different kind, kind of football, obviously, but to bring American football there, especially knowing how popular soccer is, Formula One, for instance, I mean, some of those crowds that, Hockenheim or the Nürburgring. I mean, Germany is a fantastic place and definitely something that's on my bucket list eventually. Absolutely. So then we have the Cook Bowl later that day, one o'clock on Fox, as you guys travel to Buffalo. Dalvin Cook versus little brother James, who was drafted mm-hmm. by Buffalo the second night of the draft on April 29th. And then, as I said, myself and Kelly. For her, her first NFL game, 1 o'clock on Fox as the Steelers host the New Orleans Saints. And crazy enough, that's the only team that Mike Tomlin has never beaten. I think they'll beat him this year. I think so, too. I mean, you know, then again, anything can happen. But at the same time, (laughs) you're going to think I'm crazy. In 2013, when he went to Oakland against Dennis Allen's Raiders, Dennis Allen ended up winning. So. They played onto their competition, as I've always heard. Mm-hmm. As me and Rich Kaminsky have alluded to a million times or so. <laughs> and then just one other note, two other notables for Week 10. You got the Colts at the Raiders and the Cowboys at another another team that Josh can't stand, Green Bay. <laughs> Amen. Yeah, but I think that's more just Aaron Rodgers than anything. <laughs> I think so, too. Yeah. So then, real quick, Week 11. How about this for Thursday night? Tennessee Titans at the Green Bay Packers. That should be a good game. Yeah, I, I thought it was going to be a good game two years ago when they were playing at Lambeau in the snow, and then it ended up being a blowout. I remember they they shut Derrick Henry down to like thirty eight yards that night. I don't want to talk about that. <laughs> I had him on my fantasy team. Luckily, I still won week. that week. Yeah, but <laughs> you were sweating yeah. bullets, man. I was sweating. I was like, please don't, please don't. Th- I think it was there was somebody they were thrown to. Oh no, that was the game that uh, the guy I was going against had. Uh, I think it might have been Mar- Mar- Marquez Valdez Scantling. Yeah. One of those guys. They had a great game, but it was AJ Dillon. That's who it was. Yeah. And he had a fantastic game. I hated it. I remember that. Yeah. So week eleven. Now this one is going to be very very special on so many levels and. It was the night, so we were talking about Josh and everything. The night after, the night after John passed away, we were hanging out at the house and everything, and we were talking about Week Eleven because Week Eleven is the Dallas Cowboys at the Minnesota Vikings on CBS this time. And the funny thing is, he said, "You know, he's like, he's like, I could definitely be pulling for the Vikings this year, but not Week Eleven." <laughs> <laughs> he would say that. Yeah, <laughs> Josh would say that. Yeah, <laughs> but man, what a, it seems like those two always put on a great show. Always. Absolutely, I mean, all the time. Yeah, the Halloween game last mm-hmm. year, I mean, even even with Cooper Rush in a quarterback and the year before that in 2020 with uh, Andy Dalton, a quarterback, it seems like Cowboys and Vikings that always goes down to the wire, man. Always has, and I think yeah. it always will. Yeah, I mean, aside from 
that playoff game in 2009. That's really about the oh. only time where it really got out of hand. <laughs> loved it. Loved every second of that. <laughs> yeah. Josh, if you're listening, I remember everything that happened that day. <laughs> <laughs> well, he's going to hate me too because obviously I was pulling for you guys that day because of none other than 40-year-old Brett Favre having the best season of his career. <laughs> you got to love it. Oh, man. That was great, man. The way that he – I was going to say some of the – some of those passes that he threw in that game, that one ball that he threw down the field, I think it was to – I don't think it was Percy Harvin. I think it was Sydney Rice. Sydney Rice, Rice yeah. And it was about like a 75-yard touchdown. That was incredible. It's crazy. Mm-hmm. So then Sunday night football, the Steelers hosting the Cincinnati Bengals. And another game, man, always, like I said, always – a bloodbath with those two. <laughs> you got to love those. Good TV. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Nothing like a good rivalry game for sure, Johnny. Absolutely. Then we move ahead to week 12, which is Thanksgiving. So, for Thanksgiving, 1230, the time reserved for the Detroit Lions. They're hosting the Buffalo Bills on CBS this year. Oh, the Thanksgiving Day Slaughter. Yeah, the Thanksgiving Day Slaughter. It'll it'll be like Dallas versus Nanny Coke, and the Buffalo Bills will be up like twenty eight nothing by the first quarter. <laughs> <laughs> so then four thirty on Fox, the Dallas Cowboys hosting the New York Giants. That could go either way. Oh, definitely. Always does. We always with those say, two. man, rivalry games. Mm-hmm. And then eight twenty on NBC, the Minnesota Vikings hosting the New England Patriots. Oof. <laughs> At home though. At I, home. I don't know, man. I think that's gonna be tough. That's gonna be a tough game. And that's the other that's the other thing that's such a detriment when you play on Thanksgiving. Talk about a short week, man. Yep. Holiday week too. Yeah. Well, with all the bad luck the Steelers have had on Thanksgiving, I am absolutely thrilled they're not playing. <laughs> Instead they're playing Monday night. Yeah, Monday night against the Colts, which is a game I'm really, really looking forward to. And the ironic thing about that Monday night, November 28th, at the Colts, their championship season in 2005, they were playing at the Colts November 28th. It was Ben Roethlisberger's first game back after his knee injury. Man, the Colts blew their doors off in that game. And I still remember after that game was over, Bill Cower said, you know, he basically just told him, he's like, remember this feeling. Because I feel like if we get another crack at them in January, I feel like it's going to be a different story. And, and history <laughs> serves us right. As that Joey was the year. Porter, Joey Porter oh, said cocky Vanderjet. Cocky Vanderjet and the shoelace tackle, as Billy Lawson always alludes to. Yep. As I say, that was the year that uh, Big Ben had that great tackle. Yeah. Yeah, the immaculate tackle, as they call it. And. You know, Cower said, he's like, the last time we were in this locker room, I told you that I liked our chances then, and I really like our chances now. So, good, good memories for sure, man. Absolutely, for you guys at least. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So then, on to week 13. Now, this Thursday night game is going to be amazing. Buffalo at New England. Definitely division implications right then and there. Oh, yeah. Now, the Steelers, they travel to the ATL that Sunday one o'clock and then you guys will be hosting as adam sandler (laughs) said the goddamn jets (laughs) dude i feel like they've had i think feel like minnesota has more home games this year 
I mean, granted, they have the same amount, but I just after, after games, it feels like they're playing a lot of home games. Oh yeah, it, it seems like we focus a lot more on the home games instead of the away games. You know, right? Yeah. And then, I mean, man, there there's a lot, dude. There's a lot of good games. Week thirteen, you got AJ Brown going up up against the Titans. You got Denver going to Baltimore. You got oh man, AFC Championship rematch. Cleveland and Houston? Well, no, Kansas City and Cincinnati. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, let's and, see if Deshaun Watson's playing. He might be playing against his old team. Yeah, that too. And then, of course, the Chargers at the Raiders. Who could ever forget that Week 18 classic, really, when you think of it, no matter mm-hmm. how you look at it. Absolutely. And then, and then Sunday night, you got the Cowboys hosting the Colts. Then Monday night – the one team Tom Brady has struggled against NFC-wise, the Saints. Yep. And I think he'll continue to struggle against him until he retires. Oh, yeah, I think so, too. Almost kind of like the way it was when he would go up against the Dolphins when he was yep. on the Patriots. No matter so how then, bad they were. <laughs> yeah. Week 14, man, the Raiders at the Rams, my cousin Layton's team versus Michael Teddy's team, so that should be an interesting night for both of them. And then I was going to say – then for you guys at Detroit. That'll be a win. Definitely. I mean I mean, man, I can't help but forget the game last year. Not not to bring up sour grapes or anything, but I still can believe the finish of that game in Detroit. I said that was gonna happen too. I you said did. these guys are not playing like they care. You said it and, all the way back in May. <laughs> yeah. I was like, they're gonna they're gonna lose this game. And it Detroit does that though. Especially mm-hmm. at home, but I think this year I think they're going to beat them at home, and I think they're going to beat them at at Detroit as well. Oh, I was really hoping they were going to play Detroit on Thanksgiving. They have a really good, uh, very remember. good. Uh, they play very well against Detroit on Thanksgiving. They have a great record against Detroit on Thanksgiving, mm-hmm. and then one o'clock. Probably my favorite rivalry. I'm not going to lie, the Ravens. Ravens at Pittsburgh, yeah. That should be they're always that's always a great game to watch. Absolutely. My dad says it every year. And he said, like, honestly, the older he's gotten, you know, I mean, he still watches it, but not really like the you know, sort of the same way he did, say, 20, 30 some years ago. But he said the one game he always looks forward to every year, twice a year, it's Steelers, Ravens. Absolutely. Yeah. They're so good. And for both of us, that was the first Steelers game we went to was when they played the Ravens. It was me, my dad, my sister, and the man, the myth, the legend, Billy Lawson. Good times, man. Good. Definitely. Renegade. Renegade. Oh, man. I got goosebumps the first time I heard that in person. That, that's the one thing I've been telling Kelly. I said, when you hear Renegade for the first time and you see all those fans go absolutely crazy, it's going to give you chills. For sure. <laughs> That's why I want to go to U.S. Bank Stadium so bad. Just listen to uh, Prince. Oh, yeah. So then we got Miami at the Chargers. I mean, I think that's going to be an incredible game. And then Tom Brady going back to the town he grew up in. Yeah. The team that he wanted to play for so bad. <laughs> so then we move ahead to week 15, man. We're getting close to Christmas at this point. And you guys are hosting the Colts, and there is a possibility that game could get moved to a Saturday night game. I'm okay with that. Oh, I I love the Saturday games right around Christmas time. Me too. Spirit. 
Oh, yeah. So then the Steelers, they travel to Carolina. You got the Titans at the Chargers. You got the Bengals at the Bucks, And then the teacher versus the people for Sunday night football, the Patriots at the Raiders. That's gonna be that's gonna be a fun game to watch too. Yeah. And then Monday night, maybe an NFC championship preview, Johnny. You got the Packers and the Rams. Mm, not my not my prediction. Yeah. But yeah, we'll I think it's gonna be a little bit different. See. Now to week sixteen we go, Christmas weekend. And the protocol with the NFL is whenever Christmas Eve is on a Saturday a majority of the games will be on Saturday. And then you get a couple games throughout Christmas Day. So Christmas Eve, you guys are hosting the Giants. Obviously, as I just talked about, 815 NFL Network. This is right around the 50th anniversary of the Immaculate Reception, the day after, for that matter. Yeah. Yeah. You're right. I'm really looking forward to that, man. And I, I can only imagine, I mean, Jill and I went there when it was the 40th anniversary of the Immaculate Reception to the day, and it was just incredible seeing all those clips during halftime and, and everything, man. It's, it's definitely, it's, it was definitely fun to see, and it's definitely something you don't bring up around Kyle Williams. <laughs> no, I imagine it's got to hurt. We were one year, one year it was his birthday, and we were out celebrating – and they had on NFL Network on one of the TVs, and it was the documentary on the Immaculate Reception. I said, hey, Kyle, happy birthday. And uh, I can't repeat what he said afterwards. <laughs> <laughs> go, clock your, go clock yourself, basically. <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> so then Christmas Day, Sunday, December 25th, 1 o'clock, you got Green Bay at the Dolphins, 4.30. You got the Broncos at the Rams. That game is going to be on Nickelodeon. <laughs> that'll piss my dad off <laughs> yes and then 820 on nbc you got tampa at arizona and then to finish off week 16 monday night you got the chargers at the colts the philip rivers bowl <laughs> you gotta love it oh man i i miss philip rivers i'm not gonna lie he was great he was a solid fantasy quarterback too the, the bolo tie man i miss it <laughs> <laughs> So then the final week 17, the final game for the 2022 calendar year, the Dallas Cowboys at the Tennessee Titans. Hmm. And then on Sunday, as Eddie Murphy would say, Merry New Year. (laughs) (laughs) Beef jerky time. (laughs) Good morning, mother. (laughs) Yeah. So... (coughs) So the Steelers, they will be ringing in 2023 in Baltimore, while you guys will be ringing in 2023 at Lambeau Field. Oh, God. (laughs) Starting the year off with a bang, a horrible bang. (laughs) And then for Sunday night, we have SoFi Stadium, the two two teams that lease it, kind of like the Giants and the Jets on the East Coast. But you got the Rams and the Chargers. But with the way the schedule works this year, the Chargers, they're designated as the home team. Good. Definitely. And then for the final Monday night game of the season, January 2nd, the Bills at the Bengals. Oh, man. <laughs> that's That right there is going to be – I don't think that's going to be the AFC championship game this year, but I think, uh, I think one of those teams there is going to be in the Super Bowl. 
definitely. Now, here we are, finally, Johnny, week 18. Now, you definitely have to go through every matchup here because there might be playoff implications at one point or another. So, mm-hmm. we've got Tampa at Atlanta. I mean, maybe for Tampa's case, home field advantage on the line. Yep. New England at Buffalo. I'm going to say it right now. That's my prediction for the Sunday night game, week 18. That makes sense. Definitely. You guys at Chicago. Uh, We'll be playing for our playoff hopes at that point. I definitely see that happening. Baltimore at Cincinnati. I like that. Definitely. The Chargers at the Broncos. I think this these teams right here are going to be one of these guys are going to be, if not only in the playoffs in the AFC championship. Wow. All right, man. I like it. Definitely. Then Detroit lions at the green Bay Packers. Uh, congrats on your uh, division win. Green Bay. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Aaron Rodgers isn't out there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Jordan Love will Jordan be out Love there throwing picks. Start, even though it doesn't matter at this point. <laughs> then, yeah, then he becomes the next Matt Flynn. <laughs> oh, God. Houston at Indy. I like Indy's playoffs chances Definitely. this year. Kansas City at the Raiders. One of them needs – one of them has to lose, and I think one of them is going to miss the playoffs this year, and I, I want to be the one to say that Kansas City is going to be the one that loses playoffs. Yeah, man. I mean, their roster is basically gutted from what it was three years ago. Right. So then we got the Jets at the Dolphins. I know you've been high on Mike McDaniel. You never know what could happen there. Yep. Carolina at the Saints. I don't really see any playoff implications with that game. That's definitely mm. one o'clock. Right, for sure. Giants at Eagles. Potential playoff team. Yeah. Browns at the Steelers. You know, man, it, it depends. It depends. I don't think Deshaun's playing this year. I don't either. I don't think he is. I want him to. Um, but I think he's going to have this year off. And then I don't think if they have any sort of playoff hopes, who knows what's going to happen this year. Yeah. But I think Pittsburgh, man, Pittsburgh, they could surprise a lot of people this year. Make a push for a wild card. That's exactly what I see happening, to tell you the truth. And it's going to surprise a lot of people. Definitely. So to finish it off, Arizona at San Francisco, I don't know. Personally, I feel like there's a lot of question marks with both of those teams going into yep. 2022. You got the Rams at the Seahawks, Cowboys at Washington, and the Titans at the Jags. So that completes week 18 in the National Football League. Oh, no, football's over. <laughs> well, <laughs> playoffs. <laughs> Wait, we're talking playoffs? <laughs> at least fantasy football is over at that point. You know? Right. All right, buddy. So who, who are you taking? <laughs> who am I taking to win it all? Early prediction, Super Bowl and winner. Super Bowl and winner. You know, honestly, NFC, it's kind of hard to judge. I mean, it, you know, it's so easy to say that the Rams could get back there again. You know, and I know like Green Bay, of course, I know there's so many question marks. And, you know, Brady, like I said, Brady coming back. But, hey, different head coach. So, like I said, NFC, it's, it's a little wide open this year, if you ask me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
I have an idea, though. <laughs> yeah? I mean, prediction. So here's my prediction for the NFC. NFC championship, I think, is going to be between Arizona and Tampa Bay. Mm. I think the AFC championship is going to be between Buffalo and Los Angeles. Oh, man. I think I think Cincinnati regresses a little bit this year, even though they have all the pieces they need to. I think that something's going to happen to the point where somebody's going to. There's going to be something that happens. Yeah. I just have a feeling that Cincinnati is not going to make it back there. They're going to be back in the playoffs for sure. But I think they're. I, I think last year was. If they're not, I will gladly grab all my words and eat them. But I think it's going to be Buffalo and. Uh, Buffalo and Los Angeles uh, Chargers in in the AFC Championship, and I think for the Super Bowl this year, I think it's going to be. Uh, I I wanted to say Tampa Bay only because I think if he comes back again, he's going to go again and win. Yeah, uh, Tom Brady, but it's something about that Cardinals team, man. They have everything they possibly could need right now, and they have. No one has figured out really how to. Stop any like stop the Cardinals, except for like maybe a team or two that I've seen that could stop Kyler, that could stop any type. And you know that the way that it ended last year, they do not want to end it again that way. Oh, so no. you could probably say the same thing about Cincinnati, but I'm just high on Arizona this year, and I think it's going to be Arizona and Buffalo in the Super Bowl, and I think Buffalo wins it. Interesting point here, Johnny. So you said Arizona. Yep. Where's it at this year, the Super Bowl? It is in State Farm Stadium in Glendale, Arizona. Mm-hmm. It seems yeah. like that's a that's a pattern with the NFC, it seems. Think yeah. about Tampa, the Rams. When it's never happened before, now it's always happening. <laughs> what would John Plymouth yeah, I was gonna say what would John from Plymouth say about it? <laughs> the fix is in. The fix is in. <laughs> Damn, dude, I was literally looking at the Super Bowl as you said that, and I scrolled <laughs> over. I saw Glendale. That's an Arizona. Yeah. <laughs> so. Like, what do you think? I definitely have the Buffalo Bills in the AFC Championship. And, you know, like you were talking about with Cincinnati, there is a possibility, a little bit of a possibility of a hangover. I, I still see them making it to the AFC Championship, but I don't see them going back two years in a row. I have Buffalo representing the AFC for the fifth time in their franchise history. NFC wise, that's the thing. Like you were saying about Tampa, I see another Tampa and Rams rematch in the playoffs. And it seems like that's another team that Tom Brady has struggled against this year. Or I right. mean, during his time, his time with Tampa, excuse me. I see that as the NFC championship. I see the Rams going back again for the second year in a row, but I have a new champion for the first time, Buffalo Bills. Man, how about it? I hope so. I, I want man. How great would it be if it was Minnesota and Buffalo? But That'd be incredible. Hey, I'll say this, and I'll throw this out there right now: If injuries plague the NFL this year, and not my team, my team can win the Super Bowl. Absolutely. My team, my team is at a from a bad or to worse bad. Okay. Good, very good elite status. They are right under elite at very good. They are a very good team. If Kirk Cousins plays as well as he did last year, 
except for in primetime games and does great in primetime games and is the reason why Minnesota wins games and not the reason why they just win because they don't make any mistakes, but he has to go out there and be the reason why the team wins. Where if they're on their 20-yard line, Kirk Cousins could go out there and march the team down the field and score. That's what you want. Kirk Cousins doesn't have that it factor, but he has everything else. If they could just have a better defense this year and everyone else gets injured, I think Minnesota could go against Buffalo in the Super Bowl. There's no doubt in my mind. I want to bet on the Buffalo Bills. I've never done this before, but I want to bet on the Buffalo Bills to win the Super Bowl. Put like 20 bucks on it. Talk to Jason Boone. <laughs> you right? Jason. <laughs> he's he's really, really high on Buffalo. He has been the last two years especially. And I feel like he's another one. He feels like it, it's definitely their time. And I love Josh Allen. I love watching him play. And, man, that was just a heart-wrenching loss to Kansas City this past year. That was undoubtedly probably one of the top five games of all time that I've seen in my lifetime. I agree. It was very good to watch. I loved every single second of it, even though I wanted Buffalo to win, you know. Right. But, yeah, I definitely have Buffalo finally winning it all. For you guys, I have you guys as a wild card, obviously with Green Bay winning the NFC North. And swear to God, like this – site it has every single game you can pick every single game it gives you the playoff standings and everything and the way i had it all panned out and everything minnesota as the fifth seed and i'm not even joking minnesota as the fifth seed traveling to dallas the fourth seed in the wild card round oh dang yeah that'd be pretty wild now for the steelers like i said i i'm excited i have renewed hope and faith in the team and in the front office. And like you said, the coaching staff, you know, between the coaching staff, Kenny Pickett, the offense, obviously the defense, of course, with a guy like TJ Watt, Cam Hayward, by far, without a doubt, the leader of that locker room. Yes. I have the Steelers winning 10 games this year, but Whew. I don't feel like it will be good enough to qualify for a wild card. I just have them barely missing out. Are, are we doing that right now, Jake? Are we going through our schedule to <laughs> well, go with I mean, wins? I mean, I'm not going to go game by game, but I just feel like, like I said, I feel like the Steelers are going to get very, very close to the playoffs, but just miss out. So I actually just did this the other night with a good friend of ours, Mr. Uh, Jeffrey Amos. Oh. And we talked about the Buccaneers schedule and I talked about Minnesota. So I'm just going to go through these Really quick, it'll be about two seconds. Sure. I'm not even looking at preseason because who cares? Exactly. Um, Packers at Vikings. Mm-hmm. You you convinced me to pick my team for that game. So we're going Vikings first game. Vikings-Eagles. I I think Minnesota is going to go to Philadelphia and lose that game. I do too. Um, so it'll be one and one. Lions at Vikings. There's no way they're going to come back home and lose. So two they'll be one. two and one. Vikings at Saints in uh, London. They've out there, so or whenever Beat they the travel. Steelers. Yes, they did. So we'll go with a win there. Three one. Um, uh, Bears Vikings at home. I think take that as a win. Mm-hmm. Uh, Vikings at Dolphins. I think Dolphins beat him because I feel like the Dolphins are going to find out who they are by this point, and uh, they're going to prop. Tyreek's going to run all over them. 
Um, and I also think Tua is going to have uh, a better season than people think he is. So I'm going to count that as a loss. Um, Cardinals at Vikings, man. I, if, if I was them, I would have the same bitterness in me from the year before. Um, but I don't think that's going to be enough to beat him. So I take that as a loss. Um, Vikings at commanders. I think the Vikings beat the commanders. No doubt. Vikings at bills. I think that Minnesota probably loses this game. Um, but it's going to be a close one. It's probably going to be a high scoring game. Oh yeah. Where am I at now? So let's see here. So four and three, five and three, that puts them at five and four. Okay. Uh, Cowboys Vikings. I, I think the Vikings win this one for John from Plymouth. Uh, so I think he's going to be watching this game. He's going to want them to beat him. So right. six and four. Uh, I say the Vikings beat the Patriots at home. Uh, I say the Vikings beat the Jets at home. So eight I say and four. The, I say the Vikings beat the Lions at Detroit. Um, Colts beat the Vikings in Minnesota. Agreed. Uh, I say the, uh, I think the Giants versus the Vikings on Christmas Eve. Uh, it depends on the type of team that the Giants have at that point. Yeah. I think Minnesota is going to be on a win streak here where they're going to get really, t- they're going to get talked about a lot and they're going to probably lose to New York here. Uh, I say they lose to Green Bay out in uh, Green Bay. Yeah. Yep. And I personally think that the Vikings sweep the Bears and it's going to be probably an after it's probably going to be a primetime game and they're going to have something to prove at this point. So, yeah. So that makes them what? 11 and six. six? Yeah. I'll, I had I'll take it. Seven. Yeah. I had them at 10 and seven as a wild card and sort of getting off to a fast start and teetering a little bit at the finish, but still making it in. That, that's yep. how I had them going this year. Let's hope, man. I just hope it's a good football season. I hope I oh, win I some money so, in fantasy, too. <laughs> so, yeah, when I look at the Steelers, I'm saying 10-7. and 7. I definitely – I see them starting out 0-2 with Cincinnati and New England because Tomlin has always had Pittsburgh's number. Absolutely. I have them getting their first win of the season, Cleveland, the Thursday night game, then against the Jets. So, you're talking 2-2. Two and two. Then they have to go to Buffalo. So three and three. Mm-hmm. Tampa three and four. At this point, everyone's starting to wonder how much longer is Mitch Trubisky going to have as the starter. Right. But I do have them beating Miami. They always play Miami tough. So I have them at four and four. And then they go to Philadelphia. So honestly, man, I have them at four and five on the bye week. That's doable. Yeah. I mean, it is a tough schedule. I'm not gonna lie. It is they have like what one of the one of the toughest schedules mm-hmm. this year, right? Yeah. So the bye week, then of course the Saints. They're they're all rested up. You know we're gonna be there. We're excited about it. So five and five, and then the Bengals. I can't see them getting swept by the Bengals two years in a row. So six and five. The Colts. I definitely see them losing that one. So six and six. Mm-hmm. Atlanta seven and six, Baltimore at home eight and six. So then Carolina, I have that at nine and six. And then um, let's see here. Or no, wait, I'm trying to do the math here in my head. <laughs> I'm terrible with math. Hey, we went to Nanticoke. What else can you say? Hey, <laughs> hey man. So wait. All right, so. 
But yeah, I see them losing to the Raiders definitely on Christmas Eve. They definitely, like I said, they've always somewhat struggled against the Raiders. But yeah, Baltimore and Cleveland, um, you know, I think Baltimore, that's definitely that's definitely going to be a tough game right there. But I have them beating Cleveland the last week of the season, but it's going to be 10 and 7. I just don't think 10 and 7 is going to be enough in the AFC. And you know what, Jake? The AFC, I think, is going to be the powerhouse oh, yeah. from here on out. That it's, I agree. I think it's going to be a very tough division or tough conference this year. It's definitely going to beat out NFC. I don't think the NFC wins the Super Bowl this year. I think it's going to be all AFC. Yeah, me neither. Well, Betty, I certainly appreciate you coming on. It's been a lot of fun. We'll definitely yeah. have, to have you on again. And the closer we get to fantasy football season and whatnot. So Johnny glow from wrestling and whatever. Thank you for coming on. Have a great night, buddy. Take care, bud. Definitely. You too. Have a great night, everybody. Thanks for taking, or thanks for tuning in. Y'all take it easy.